Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I said, I think you should tell him to put the gun down before I rip it off his hand and beat his bitch ass to death with it. Cue the theme song. But I should only kill people after I get to know them? You know goddamn well your collision policy and general liability umbrella will cover the damages. And what are you trying to pull, you sarcastic prick? Get in the fucking car. You can, you can get in the car. Thanks. I'm Vincent. All right. I'm not playing. 2004. We have uh, Michael Mann's foray into the world of cabs in L.A. with Collateral. Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, Jada Pinkett, Will Smith. <laughs> I'd like to start this. Mark Ruffalo, Rufies. Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo looks uh, yeah. different. Oh, and Javier. Javier Bardem. Why does it say Jason Statham's in this movie? Oh, because yes. he gives the guy the briefcase. He gives Tom Cruise his brief. Oh, he bumps into him. You know, he's, a, you know, right? he's a one minute. Wow. I What's can't believe he's even billed in the cast. Jesus. He probably did it as a favor. Um, he was like, Michael Mann's doing a movie and I'm in town. I could show up. Uh, so Michael Mann, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a huge Michael Mann oh, fan. Um, really? I'm thinking of all of the Michael Mann movies that I don't like. Um, Heat, Miami, um, Vice. Miami Vice. You don't like Heat? No. We already did a hold up on it, and I did not give it a hold up. I, know, I like but you parts don't, you of don't Heat. Don't like it? Okay. Well then. I love scenes, but like that whole, that movie is not a good movie as on a whole. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you don't like the guy personally because of it? It's no, so I'm harsh. just not. I don't find him a good filmmaker, I'm but. What about Manhunter? No. And uh, then there was... Uh, <laughs> oh, and then there was another one that he did uh, the, with... Uh, uh, it's about the cig- tobacco company. Oh, uh, Inside Job? Yeah, Inside Job. Inside Job's good. That's a different Inside one Job was good, but I, I saw it a while ago, and it's like five hours long, and it's it's way, way, that way too long. That sounds maybe too long. Um, yeah, it's a bit long. It's not five hours long, but it's like three hours and ten or some right, crazy right. nonsense. But so well, I, let's, then we'll have to see if you think this one. Yeah, exactly. So like, up. just coming into this, like I, I've seen this once or twice before. That's it. Yeah, but I do like the opening, uh, where where with the briefcase, where it's all out of focus, and then uh, the the handoff. It's a great opening. It's great to establish something's going down. And what is going down is that Vincent is in town to kill some people, and Max is a cab driver who kind of unwittingly gets pulled in. And hijinks ensue. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. I like his opening where he's getting in the cab and he's like all annoyed that it's not perfectly clean and he cleans it up and there's just these nice clean cuts. I love the directing there and he puts his little badge in and tests the blinkers and stuff like that. It's all just so quick and for whatever reason, I really bought into Jamie character's uh, character immediately because his hands just look like working man's hands. And I was like, this guy's a hardworking dude. And off he goes to his day as a I would as a also say that um, Michael Mann is a better director, in my opinion, than he is a scriptwriter. I feel like... He the, didn't write this, though. No, I know. That might, might, that be, might be a good thing. But We'll see about that yeah, later. But, yeah, but uh, I just feel like a lot of the movies he writes aren't very good. And, but mm. his directing is always not... Oh, is, gotcha. He's got a good style to his directing. His like, stuff I, looks good. Yeah. I've always loved Michael Mann's, like, the style, the way he gets a look. It's very blue, but... Um, but also he also is like seems to be pretty uh, intense about all the gunplay in his movies and love it or hate it. Um, it all his stuff is like really accurate he must put his actors through the 
through the motions to get them prepared for the stuff. And I mean, like Miami Vice is a great example. That movie is fucking dog shit. Terrible. It's horrible. But there's this great shootout at the pier and the way all the gun stuff is handled there with people run flanking maneuvers and all the way all the guns are working and how intense it would be in a firefight. Like you wouldn't be seeing people sneak up on you. And then Jamie Foxx has the shotgun and just does everybody from like three feet away. It's like that that's an, an amazing scene in Miami Vice. And so in Collateral, there's a ton of really awesome gunplay as well. Yeah, before we like get into give this. Give me back my briefcase. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's straight John Wick shit. How do you not like or John Wick shit is straight so, collateral. So yeah. I watched the behind the scenes on this years ago and and Tom Cruise had to be able to do what he does in that scene, which is he gets all has to get off three shots. Yeah. But he was using he used live ammo to do it, so it wasn't squibs or wasn't uh, blanks. And they show him doing it in the behind the scene documentary. Yeah, that's awesome. And he actually live pulls ammo. it from his hip with live ammo and does those three shots. And he trained he trained extensively, like all of the gunplay when he's in is all like when you see him in the dance club and stuff. Whenever yeah. he's firing, he's always kneeling down. He's got his both hands on the pistol and yeah. he's like aiming yeah. and firing. And he's, that's, I mean, is anybody surprised that Tom Cruise no. would, would no. put oh, that no. commitment to them? No, anything anybody but anyone, says. Anyone that had been in that movie would have been put through that by Michael Mann. Yeah. He would have seen to it. Yeah, but look, just look perfect. But just Tom Cruise is, is like, say what you will about him. Like, the, the thing, one thing I've heard about him is once he starts a project, he's all in it to win it. Yeah. I fucking you got nothing tell. bad to say no. about him. I don't. I don't care about his religion shit. I as a person, he seems fucking awesome. Yeah, and he's super committed as an actor. He's I mean, unbelievable. unbelievable. You just have to ignore that stuff if you want to yeah. enjoy his his work. Yeah, it's, it's there's because there's so much. Got to be a separation, right? Well, yeah, I, th- I think he's an so. Actor, yeah. So, yeah, but I think a lot of people like actors or actresses because they like their personalities off the screen and they're like, sure. oh, she's so funny, and I watched her bake yeah. a cake on YouTube. She's so nice and she signs autographs and stuff, but that's not the people who can't separate those two things. I think will miss out on a lot of good shit. Yeah. Because some of these people just aren't, you know, like they're not friendly, uh, cordial people when you meet them. Mm-hmm. My, they're intense and they're yeah. private. Yeah. By all accounts, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. nice though. So like I've heard he's nice. The too. linear relationship for me and how much I like Tom Cruise is is it's like proportional between. When I see him in movies, I like him more. And if I see him talking in real life on shows or people talking about him, I like him less. That's fair. So, yeah. That's so I just try and only watch his movies and not pay attention to that other You crap. probably don't want to watch that interview then with him and on the Today Show where oh he God. freaks out about medications. Or the Oprah one where he jumps on the couch. Yeah. yeah. Lightning bolt hands. I've seen that one. I've seen that one, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what exactly what I'm talking about. He's always like off on his spindler. Anyway, whatever. Oh, he's um, he's really good in this, by the way. Um, and oh, yeah. This is a great. weirdly different role for him. Yeah, because he's a bad guy. He's, he's ex-military, like, assassin. He's an assassin. This guy comes to town and like there's never a doubt. He's been doing wet work for six years. Um, Off he goes. And that's privately. He was probably in the military for a lot longer. Yes, exactly. And so everything he does in this movie is so cool and calculated. And if you watch him really closely for all of the action scenes, like you, you never not buy it for a second that this guy would just throw down. Like the in in the alley that scene is awesome i watched this the other day and rewound that 10 times just watched it 10 times in a row to watch how well he knocks the guy's gun away gets those shots off from his hip it's just fucking cool and then the club scene um not only for like how he is standing like you were saying before with the guns and doing the aiming but like how he's like taking guys out quickly from behind and And viciously when he rolls the body hit the guy on top of him and then 
it, like you could see how that would all go wrong, but like what else would you do in that situation? And it worked out for him where he, he rolls the guy off and the bad guy thinks that's the live guy rolling off to get a gun. And then Tommy rolls the other way and picks up the gun and smokes the guy I just as he figures it out. It's awesome. Yeah, I also like when he rolls over, he doesn't get up. He stays in a laid position. Yep, prone. And prone and he aims with yeah. both hands and yeah. he like squeezes two off two it also seems believable too because of of him them missing but he is we so are so far ahead of ourselves i we know it's just but these you brought it up with that awesome scene and, and um I'll, i just want to finish this because when he smokes the, the 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 head bad guy who for some reason is still sitting there as everything else has been going on yeah that might not be but right. he has to like he, he pops him once in the chest and then does a, a, a live action um uh reload and it's like it's and then he finishes smooth. double tap. That's and the only guy that the got head. three in the chest. Yeah, because he gets the one, and then he reloads, and he's so habit formed. Yeah, that he's two bap, in the bap, chest, and then one yeah. in the head again. Exactly. Yeah. I know that is what it is. Yeah, it's great form. actually. Okay, so uh, th that that alone, like, are all amazing things, and I guess we segue there because we were talking about Michael Mann and how well he does those scenes, and this movie is one of the best. He's a that. great director. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm a fair guy. And even though I don't like his movies, the majority of the time it's because of the writing and not, it's never the directing. The directing is very solid. He has great style. He, yeah. he has great composition. He makes things. His stuff at the beginning with Jamie Foxx, you see Jamie Foxx gets in the cab, like John was saying, he's hard working, polishing it, making sure that that cab is perfect. Right. It takes pride. He's got dreams. He's got goals. He's got pride. He wants to have the a class or whatever uh, taxi service he's talking about. Yeah. Um, all the other taxi drivers that he's showing in that scene are like talking, yelling, drinking, smoking, yeah. drinking, smoking. They don't oh, look well put together. They're <laughs> no. like unshaven. Do you yeah, know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like it's, what a great uh, introduction. I like it. And then they do a quick montage for him with the different kinds of passengers he would get. And you can oh. see why he, it really focuses as one couple's going off in the back. He's looking at his island where he goes, you know, a, a thousand little, times a day. A little good setup of, yeah, of, of his life. It's all set up stuff. Yeah. About it what takes no life. time either. Nope. And it's, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a great, I mean, <laughs> haha, it's a great vehicle to get us there and see that. But it, it does, it works, it works really well. And I love, um, when he picks up uh, Jada Pickett Smith and they have their kind of moment and there's the nice smooth jazz music, which all, is kind of a repeating theme. All great setup they're, again. Yeah. And their, their conversation is really like interesting and they're kind of going back and forth. Um, I, I might've said this in just the, you know, other shows, a little bit of a stretch for her to give him the card by the time their cab ride is done. Like I don't think a so. highfalutin lawyer and a cab driver. I don't know. He does. He, he puts on like a game, like who wouldn't love that guy? But you just wonder if a, you know, a Bottega bag wearing high flute lawyer would stop and give her cab driver her. If he seems like if it was an Uber driver, come on, that's a higher class. Of I vehicle. think she also, Uber, totally I think getting in cars with strangers. Uber driver could have another job too. <laughs> I think the way it's set up and the, the conversations they have and the way he talks, uh, he talks, you know, he's got a real intuitiveness. He knows exactly what she does for a living. So he's observant and, yeah. His cab is clean and he does sound like he has some other plans or dreams and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And then I feel like she leaves and then I feel like she's almost nervous when she comes back Yeah, because she kind of knew he wasn't gonna and she wanted to give him the opportunity to do it. And so I think it's okay. Okay. I I it definitely doesn't ruin anything. No, it, I don't know if they would ever last, but maybe yeah. maybe she's it, interested enough to, g to give it a try. Yeah, I, she's worried with the decision. You can see there's apprehension there, nervous, where she's yeah. like, where she's like, should I do this? I because like generally almost, this isn't going to work. Yeah, but like he seems different. I feel like she's almost. I get this 
sense, and this is just an interpretation, is it's that's nerves because yeah, even though he is a cab driver, it's still really if you like someone. She's putting you her wanna, yeah, you want putting herself her out there by giving him her number, and, and yeah. she kind of makes a joke of it. So I kind of I thought I felt it was like nervousness, but like maybe. Wh- what you really need is um, for them to have a connection so that later on it makes sense for whether we call that a coincidence or not. And so it's not though because it was he dropped her off at picks, her building and picked him up yeah, there where, where he's, he's going to come later and he's going to end up. Yeah, he yeah. knows he started. He mentions ending. later that she was in that cab. But then it, it's actually kind of a nice little funny nod for watching this movie on a repeat when Max calls him back to the cab. You're almost like in your head, you're like, oh, don't do it. You're going to have such a fucked up night. Yeah, it's but funny because he he's almost does walk away because Max is busy, yeah. like looking at his card, and then yeah. he's like, "Hey, buddy, come I'm back!" I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Yeah, and, and so he w- he could have had a different night. Yeah, could have, but he would have never saved that girl. Like, and now, well, let's we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I love how persuasive uh, Tom Cruise is and friendly to give him the money. He's like five hundred dollars. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you. Oh, do. it's six. Yeah, you do. Or is it six? Yeah, and I like how he spreads it. Yeah, out I know. Too. How the hell does he do that? If he doesn't have to run at the end, it's like seven. Yeah. So yeah, and Max is really funny in that scene too because he's like mm, three fifty four hundred, so. which is <laughs> yeah. bullshit. It's just total horseshit. He probably brings in like two hundred a night. Yeah. So anyway, and he can't refuse. And Tom Cruise is nice and smarmy to get him to do it, pull around back, and then shit just kind of hits the fan. Um, it all go it, like it just doesn't go smoothly for Tommy Boy and his hit. Shoots a guy through a window, falls on the cab, and then bam, shit just got real. So I love I love that um, I love how that all happens. It's great. It's exciting and. Yeah, it's also a great setup for um, it gets the story going right away because now he knows what once that body falls onto that cap, the the movie becomes what it's going to become where he's a hostage being forced to do this. And then for the rest of the movie, that is what the movie is. Yep. Is he wants to kill five people and Max is stuck with him and he can't get away. He tries to get away many times, which adds to the story, which is great. Yep. Um, he, he tries to escape or talk his way out of it or tell him to take the cab and stuff like that. Or he runs away with, from his mom. But yeah, it's it's a kind of a... I like the flow of this movie because yeah. um, it got, it's got that really uh, peaks and valleys. Like when they go to the jazz club and stuff, you're very deceived or lulled into... Uh, yes. To almost feeling a sense of security or like nothing's going to happen. Because that guy tells a great story. Well, even before that, story though, just when they're just watching jazz and he's talking about it and, and he's listening to him talk about how much he loves jazz. Yeah. He fucks with you just like he fucks with Jamie Foxx yes. is what he does. Michael Mann is, is Vincent Yeah, at that moment. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he does. He sends you into emotion like where you're watching this guy. You're developing an attachment and a like for him, right? Yeah. You're watching jazz. You're starting to think, okay, maybe things are cool, right? Yeah. And then it's so not cool. cool at all. No. Tom Cruise you're on a hit. You had no idea you were on a hit. And yeah. with a guy that you just got to like and know. Yeah. Like, it's not just, you didn't just burst through the door, pop, pop, shoot somebody, no. and you witnessed that. You've now kind of, like, befriended this dude, and now you watch you him die. You saw him play trumpet, and then he tells his awesome story about Miles. Full of passion. And then, like, it answers the question pretty much correctly. And then it's <laughs> just blap, blap, blap. It's crazy. Are okay, you, we jumped. We jumped again. No, we didn't. It, well, we kind of did because in between these two hits, oh, you're right. We are introduced to our kind of B story of uh, the po- the popo. This is where the problems start for me. So <laughs> <laughs> here we go. So Damn. so we know that Vincent's there to kill five people. What we aren't told immediately, and what is revealed through the cop side of the story, is that 
Um, there's some connections to a Colombian cartel and Tommy Boy is in town doing the hits for them, including taking out pretty much everybody associated with the case. Including All the witnesses. The prosecutor and the defense. <laughs> everybody gonna die. Um, well, so, no, the prosecutor and all the witnesses. And the defense attorney. Who's the defense attorney? Um, She's the prosecutor. No, the guy, the, he's the lawyer in the building who says there's a notary there. Why? He was, uh, he's he a defense attorney? Why would he kill the defense lawyer attorney? Lawyer scumbag turned scumbag lawyer. That's what they called him. So he, maybe he wasn't their defense attorney. Maybe he I was think just he was a witness too. A witnesser. Yeah. I okay. think there was four witnesses. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Thanks for correcting me there. That's yeah. absolutely right. I just but think there's four witnesses. He was a lawyer though, so I got half of it right. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, so you figure out that all that shit is tied together with Black Pedro and it's all like crazy and Black Santa Claus in on that shit. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much here's my Here's my problem. Sorry, one, one just to oh, finish out. So then we discover that as we go until like the last little bit of the movie um, when now we've realized everything. So in when I was saying in a couple of episodes, um, I like when you as the audience know everything and watch people figure it out. This kind of gives you enough of information so you know where things are going and doesn't reveal the crux of the story. But honestly, the people that they're whacking out... Whacking off. Doesn't really matter. Like, learning more about that whole, like, oh, they're all tied to the, th these guys and we get to meet who he's working for. I don't really care. I think the character, is it Brad Ruffalo, who's the cop who Mark, seems to Mark. Mark Ruffalo, that knows everything? Yeah. yeah. So his dialogue throughout the whole movie ruins all that stuff for me. His dialogue is not good because it's explain-a-log. And he comes up with stuff that he doesn't have enough information to come up with. Yeah. And then he just explains things to the audience. Yeah. That's the only time Remember in this that movie that case, that happens. Remember that one case this guy got someone yeah, in he was cab. that cab driver and he was just killing people and they thought there was someone else in the car. It's just like, what are you fucking talking about? How? Yeah. Like what? They the also get pretty lucky, those those cops, because everything they investigate that night is connected to each other. <laughs> Everywhere they go, they get clear. Yeah. Oh, there's a cab. That's the cab I've been looking for. Oh, these are dead bodies. Oh, there are dead bodies of other guys that make me realize what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So, yeah, their their stuff. I'm always waiting to get back to Max and Vet. Me too. As soon as he starts talking, doing that. Remember the cab that went? Because all all that guy <laughs> does is come over and go. He saw a cab parked here. Remember that case yeah. a long time ago where yeah. that cabbie got taken off? No, he killed a bunch of people, yeah. but they thought he didn't kill a bunch of people and that he was someone else was in the car. They actually, they actually like, are you fucking kidding they me? Still, most people believe it was the cabbie who went crazy and it's only Mark Ruffalo yeah, who's like, he, I know that's not the case. And it wasn't then a even <laughs> late, and Mark does it later when they are like, think that guy says he's Vincent and goes in. He's like, he's not Vincent. I know what's going on. That guy's a cabbie. And then he, he actually goes in and... Tries Grasm, to save like, him, yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not Vincent. He's like, but, I know, I know, I know everything. We know nothing <laughs> about that Mark Ruffalo guy except for the fact that he seems to know everything and he has yeah. good intuition. But we know nothing about that character. The yeah. best intuition. Yeah, but, oh, but we best. don't know anything about him. Yeah, and his partner we too never learned anything random about random cop character like three. Yeah, yeah. that guy's terrible so, too. Those, yeah. go, those guys have no characters. The whole police even thing the, is nothing. Yeah, right? No, even the Even the fed, federales um, who are watching the club and end up going into the other club and in full attack gear like that's oh, yeah. just fucking not how it works people our fucking our case agent will be the first on the scene and so will the people we have in surveillance in the van they'll be give them assault rifles and in we go to the fucking club like and that smarmy asshole guy I, I just i don't and he gets shot in the leg and then to what effect nothing 
Yeah. None of that goes anywhere except to, sh- to shoot Mark Ruffalo in the chest. And then that whole end of the story is just done. So you could have almost got rid of all of that. Stuff. I don't know. He just builds it and builds focused it. focused on, on I, these two guys. I'll give him credit that like I expected the cops to then weave back in and save people and save the day. And the fact that he just kills them and then they're out of the movie for the rest of it is that at least is surprising. But I'm not going to say that it's good. No. Because all that cop stuff... It doesn't. It's it means not good. fucking nothing. Yeah. No. And also, it's bad too because there's no way with all those cops with all those crazy weapons in there that that he would have gotten away with what he did. They shouldn't have had them. No. It Especially makes it a little bit unbelievable. He, he pulled a fucking Freddy and Jason when he like was in the club killing the main guy, and then as they're going towards the front door, he's just magically out front to yeah. kill a cop. And I'm like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> like, I know he's good at like finding exits to the building, but he seriously slipped out the back. Went around to the front, uh, and then it, it <laughs> pops him twice. He's like, "Oh, there's that guy has my pop up." Okay, what's going let's on? Let's go. Let's go. Cops. Yeah. So just to yeah. get him back together, that was confusing. But so, anyways, let's go back then to the scene with that uh, we were talking about with the jazz guy. Yeah. Not only, like Brent said, do you establish and really like that jazz guy, which they yeah they give that guy a character, but none of the cops characters. Yeah. They give that guy a great character. But you also, before that, start to really like Tom Cruise's character yeah. when he's talking about jazz. So you actually start to like him and that guy, and then Tom Cruise like drops the curtain. Yeah, and is just like, I'm well, here to assassinate. Well, at this point, you. though, he's already had some. Like this movie seems very philosophical in a way. Like they're mm-hmm. both. It's like it's like mutual therapy for these guys. Yeah, to it be is. together. Yeah, like they're both exposing stuff, and like it's it's um. It's almost like helping Jamie Foxx like like find who he is, right? Like that that like Vincent is the catalyst for his change. He needs oh, totally. that because he's he's he living this himself. fucking facade with yeah. his mom. He's and living this facade company. with his customers, with the fucking company, like yeah. everything, right? He's even lying to himself. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So he needs something, right? He needs something to fucking bring him to his to his either who he is or to expose himself so, so he can fucking redirect. So here's the awesome thing that I thought of last time I watched it a few days ago that I hadn't quite realized but like so once Tom Cruise pulls the gun on Jamie Foxx and it's like red light max like from that moment forward Tom Cruise then gets the reason he doesn't kill Max sooner is because he doesn't get to talk about his own shit and his life ever. He's a contract killer so he would tell nobody. Yeah. And his real life, quote unquote, whenever he was around other people would probably be a lie. And so this is his like own therapy so that he, he can speak his mind freely and talk about whatever the fuck he wants to with Fucking Max. Very knowing there's no consequences. And then Max, after so much of this, slowly has that realization as well, which helps him to change because then. Tom Cruise f- says all this flat out mean but true shit about you were never going to do it. You're fucking waste and you fucking know it. And then Jamie Foxx is like, catharsis, motherfucker. I'm going to crash into a barrier. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so I just thought about the psychology of it, that they were each each other's therapists. It's totally in true. Some weird and way. Right, and it's, it's never uh, made apparent. Like no, nothing would ever show. Like there's no setup with Tom Cruise that he like is different at parties and now he's opening up. Like yeah, they just, yeah. they don't even bother talking about it. But I thought about that this time. I was like, fuck but, yeah. But Brent's right. It's almost for Jamie Foxx, like shock therapy because he yep. needs mm-hmm. some big jolt to like get yeah. him out of his funk. Well, like, yeah, he's so ingrained in it. He's, he's, he's almost half what buying his own shit. Well, and like. everything. No, totally. It's all fantasy for him too. Like the island and the magazines with the cars. It's, it's more of a fantasy. He's going to have this limo. It's going to be like a fucking club atmosphere. Cool blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a, it's a nice fucking dream, but it doesn't seem like it's 
there. Well, he's well, just he not just, he's, doing He won't it. ever do it. No. Yeah, he's just that kind of guy. He's just, he just, he'll fantasize when he's not working. Yeah. It's what, it's his, it is his escape to be able to get through the night. Yeah. So this is like, so another big plus for me in this movie is like both Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise, but I love, love Jamie Foxx's character because he's so odd in a normal way. He just, he's a little soft spoken when he's really uncomfortable, but then he can be like really smooth and witty. Um, and then you just, you know, that Tom Cruise's words are the truth where, you know, cause he talks the whole movie about this Island company or this limo company he's got going on. And I as the audience, we don't know yeah. he might, cause we don't have that much character development with him. But then after they go meet the mother and, and Tom Cruise confronts him on, he's like, how long you've been planning this? Like, this isn't temporary. This is the rest of your life. So 12 years he's just, been doing it. And so then you realize more of how flawed Max's character is. And then the fact that he would like, he's been through such an event. It, it makes sense that he tries to go save what's her name later instead of just cowering and running away. And it's awesome to watch his arc of character over this movie because he starts out just normal, normal and weird enough to be endearing and, and sweet. I don't know what the right word is, but uh, and real. then as things go, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. He yeah. seems like a real person and he, that goes through this traumatic event and he's still a little bit weird by the end of it. And, um, but it's awesome to watch him go. It's, awesome. It's great because you can tell that he's exceptional. You see that he is an exceptional person, right? But it's hidden within. So it's like, it is that big story about who everybody is, right? Yeah. Like everybody has that thing about themselves where they wish that there was something that would happen that would break them out of their shell and turn them into the person yeah. that they want to be. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. And you relate to that as a person, I, right? You, I, I think all you your do. own insecurities and shit like that. You put yeah. them into fucking, what's his name? I, who is Jamie Foxx? What's his name? I can't remember. Max. Max. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Max. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. <laughs> you can call him Jamie. You can call him Jamie. The guy Jamie Foxx plays. God. Um, yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, it's it just makes it more enjoyable so that's why i want to be back with those two characters either watching tommy boy do his thing or max and him having their interactions they're they're always interesting you're always learning yeah. um even like the, the one the segue would be going to see max's mom but that's like the big crux of where they reveal that his dreams have been just dreams and he's like in his head it's already built but he'll never do it i also it's feel huge. like the that him stealing the briefcase and running away with it is because his embarrassment and his shame and his um with his mother and his yeah. mother finding out that he's been lying to her all this time he's like he basically signs his own death warrant yeah to run away with that suitcase to get tom cruise away from his mom yeah because he can't stand it his that's, biggest deepest darkest secret was just revealed yeah that's how powerful of an emotion yeah. it is is that he takes his sociopath's briefcase yeah. and runs to get him away from her well so they he doesn't have to listen to that anymore yeah. and at the moment when he knows he can't get away because vincent yeah. catches up to him yeah. yeah then he throws it yeah so and like that's like that's shit. suicide oh yeah yeah he's like uh, uh, i just it killed is myself suicide. It totally it is. Is he knew suicide. it he stood there and he was like waiting to be killed um it, it, it almost his own shit anymore yeah he'd rather i think have been shot at probably because that, that pain was so much to listen to those two talk yeah but that's the funny thing is that he's willing to die there um, but he stands there waiting. And then later, like John was saying at that moment, when he crashes the car into the thing, Vincent is actually complimenting him, yeah. but he's then facing his own shit. Yeah. So he doesn't face it. He's running away when he tries to kill himself, but it's the car fucking into the median thing where he actually yeah. admits it. Yeah. So like, that's 
fucking so money to me because it's such an interesting like you see his you see very clear steps for him reaching that breaking point right yeah. and yeah. You, that's why and, you believe when he goes into saver at the end of the movie because yeah. you've seen already the progression of his of his and, crash and another big part of his progression is when uh now he has to go in and get the the, the drive oh, yeah and uh he's oh, yeah. so scared he he even begs him he's just like i can't do this yeah he's straight up at Fucking Jamie Foxx is good because yeah. you that he does that so convincingly when he's just like I can't I can't do yeah, this. I can't do yeah. this I can't go in and get you because he has to go in and get him the uh, the files for the next two people he has to kill yep. and he has to pretend to be a killer and he and he's like if I go in there and they don't believe me they'll kill me and he's like yeah so you better be good yeah and he's just like and and I love how Tom Cruise is so Tom Cruise does not put up with any of his nonsense he's just like you gotta do it i'm gonna go kill your mom okay go ahead go do it yeah he's just like fucking to the point yeah he's like you're not back i'm gonna go kill your mom yeah, yeah matter of fact shit with yeah him. it's I just know. never he never as much as jamie fox wants to beg or try and talk his way out of it he just does not put up with it he doesn't no. engage yeah and that too is a fucking another increment of jamie fox yeah. like as he's in there not buying his own shit he there because it's it's fucking cock or walk right you gotta Put up or shut up. Yeah. yeah. And, and I that's think, when he pulls that gun thing. And yeah. I think that's uh, when he, he real, puts Vincent's flips. line from the I chin Freud, whatever it all means. You got to roll with it. Yeah. And he's like fucking, you know. Yeah. He, I think it's funny. That's a really well directed acted scene too, because you see him, um, you see Max mm -hmm. and then you see Max change Max when he's acting, Vincent. when he takes yeah. off he, and he takes off the glasses. Yeah. So he's trying to pretend that that's a part of the costume of the loser. Yeah. And then he goes into like the, the cold-blooded yeah. psycho fucker. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was more of a signal like like I'm taking off my glasses. I'm serious now. I'm ready to roll with this guy. I thought, it, the gun. I th I thought like, was... this is my threat. I've taken off my oh, glasses. Yeah, and I felt like more as like he was taking off a costume. Well, it could be both. Yeah, it could I mean, be one it could or be the both. other. That's yeah. an, it's an interpretation. Yeah. That's what I, I think mean. You guys are saying the same thing. In yeah, we are. Different ways. I don't it's think so. But I, we do is, that all the time. It, it is great though. <laughs> we that just want to argue. That's a, it's <laughs> just a great you. moment that whether whatever he was doing it for, like yeah. that he does it, and then he looks down, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then when he looks up, his face has changed. Yeah, there yeah. is a transformation. Now. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's a great switch too, because like Javier Bardem is is great in this. Actually, his delivery is is pretty cool, and his Black Pedro story is very unsettling um and then uh, then you'd think they're getting the, the over on jamie fox on on max and he just as soon as he flips that switch it's like phew, that this, is what it this is, is max is vincent and then he's switch. like break that fucking take that gun away and bash your bitch ass to death with it and then he uses that That's line where he asks him if he could still do it, and he's like in six years have yeah. i ever not yeah. done it or whatever and yeah. then he uses that but then i don't really like the thing where he's like gives him a discount yeah that's and then he gives that him a bigger this, yeah. discount. I don't know. I, I don't. I know that's supposed to be funny, but well, I would have taken that out. That might also, though, realistically trigger uh, Javier Bardem to send his henchmen after him. Because because he would never do that. Yeah. So he's like, just that. That was weird. Go get this guy checked up. Maybe he was going to do that anyway. But um, yeah, maybe. And whether or not, I always ask myself: Does Jamie Fox? Is he just playing the part and hoping it works, or is he really relying on the fact that everyone in the room would know who Vincent is and be like? If I make a move, he's gonna like throw knives in my throat because he's that that good. Yeah. So like, did Jamie Foxx realize that as he was being cocky, or did do you think he was just hoping for the best, playing his best, Vincent? I think he was hoping for the best because yeah, if too, you look at Javier, scarier, he doesn't right? look like he gives a fuck when he, he when he says that thing. Like, you tell that guy to put the gun away. He's like, "What did you say?" Yeah. Like he that guy is 
fucking number one badass for me just oh, yeah. about like him and tom hardy put him in a room yeah they would be good and um, then so that we, yeah we already talked about all the cop silliness yeah so let's not even, we're not even gonna go back to that we we all hated it yeah so really then after that is uh car crashes and and um, gunfights gunfights and law offices yeah so i mean that's all exciting enough as you know there's the tension with the phone and semi-realistic that he'd have a phone battery dying oh wait before that though what, what did you guys think of the wolf scene where the where they oh, they the, stop the car and then the lone wolf both with the identify with it? yeah and they both okay oh thank you for reminding me it is i fucking slave. hate that yeah. The audio slave thing is bad. The audio slave is bad. And I'm not saying audio slave is bad to feel however you want to, but that yeah. that as the music for that track is bad. Yeah, it's, okay, it stands out. It stands out. It doesn't seem like the same way. movie. It's, like, no. it's as shitty as that song in Ghostbusters that says we're saving the day, we're saving the day. So what what and sorry, what is the like what is the wolf meant to It's because they're both they're kind both of lone lonely wolves. guys. They're both lone wolves. Smuddled and unnecessary. I agree. I agree. But anyway, then they should have shown an, an eagle for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, also, so then they get. We talked about the therapy in the car, and he tells him straight up, like that he's full of shit. That he's gonna go home and watch daytime TV, and one day he's gonna wake up and he's gonna realize he never did anything. Yeah, and he's still a cab driver, and he's an old man. But he, but he does it while complimenting. He's like, he's like, you're so much more than this. How did you end up here? Yeah. So, anyways, I part I think was unbelievable was they weren't wearing seatbelts. I noticed that. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, yeah. they were not wearing seatbelts. Doesn't Jamie Fox put a seatbelt no, on? No, neither of them do ever. They're and both laying on uh -oh. the roof and that car flips. That car flips like bunch. a motherfucker. Yeah, I thought they'd thrown Amazing out. shot, by the way, when the car hits the the yes. concrete at the end, and then everything comes to a rest, and all the debris just like the camera was in the best spot. Yeah, they, he must have shit his pants when that shot was like and cut. Yeah, there must have been applause. Yeah, because it ended up gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it was. Really cool. And uh, but they both end up on the roof because they weren't wearing belts. Yeah. And I just find it a little, one, it doesn't ruin the movie, but it's just a little hard to believe that they were supposed to be dead. Yeah, he was Are crippled. Fast. Yeah. Are crippled and dying. Yeah. I think like 95% of people in that yeah. situation get Seriously. thrown from the they, car. Yes. They go running For around. The spinning it does. They, yeah. get, they go running around yeah. after that jogging and running yeah. through the streets. <laughs> Vincent, maybe. Yeah. He's a Superman. It didn't need to be quite that extreme. Well, they should have put on their belts. Yeah, or and tone, then, yeah, maybe putting on their belts would have been good, and then a lot more like soreness instead of being like I'm spry as a motherfucker. Well, because mm. they run around Lots. at the end through the subways and stuff. Yeah, they run a long way. Like when Jamie Fox is in the parkade and looks up into the building that's like half a block away, like, and then he's got to get up to the, the top floor. It would, would take it, kill, it, yeah. the adrenaline would get you for the first bit, but then like just pure exhaustion because it would take him like half an hour. Half an hour to get down the stairs and then up the building to the floor that she was on. Anyway, um, so I, I, um, I thought that it would bother me rewatching it, the, the coincidence that she was in his cab and then she ends up being the thing. Yeah. But because because they really do the do well subtly establishing that he he arrives from that place and it plans on doing his last job and leaving from that place for a quick exit, um, I accept it. It's fine. It's fine. And it's interesting, the chase they have. And then... Um, I mean, really, the close calls, um, Max finally knows then he's going to, or sorry, Vincent knows he's going to kill Max once Max blows his ear off. Then it's like, now he's dead. He's standing in my way. I don't like this guy anymore, and I don't respect him for what he's done. He shot my ear off. He's dead. So from then on, wow. 
Tom yeah. Cruise. Because like even even when Tom's like, Max, is that you? He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then he's just going to whack that He woman. says, what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Right? It was just hilarious. And then Max is like, I'm going to shoot your ear off. The, so anyway. The only thing about that moment is he's been locked and ready to go every time he sees the person he's got to kill. Yeah. So before yeah. anything would happen, I think she'd get two in the chest and one in the forehead. Yeah, he wouldn't I even think talk. So. It'd yeah. be really fast. Like and, he yeah. would just, he would have not given her a chance to like stand up and. And why doesn't Max put another bullet or 10? Yeah, I that always, there's a lot of movies where that bugs me. Like I think that Max doesn't do it because I think that Max didn't really want to shoot him. No, he doesn't want to shoot because he doesn't want to shoot people. But like, yeah, he's not like him. So, yeah. he, but he's but he's seen what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, I anybody in that situation, you'd think that they'd want to just hard to know. It's hard I'd to know. Maybe certain, you would just right. Run. Maybe you'd think. Maybe he thought he hit him in the face, and then they just started he didn't to really run. know how accurate his shot was. Yeah. I mean, but then why run? Yeah, I, just in case, because that guy's fucking me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If, if your flight, if your flight was kicking in, in case. like it's, so, it's. It's hard to. I could see in a moment of panic, what the fuck. But yeah. I'm just saying, like as a frustration, I you always watch that stuff and you're like, just end it, like put him down and make sure he's down. But they also know, um, once they're up and running, he shoots at them through the glass oh, and yeah. stuff. So then it's off and running. Yeah, then it's done. And then um, and he knows he's not going to win a straight up gunfight. Yeah, with that exactly. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And then it's like through the subway for a little bit of chasey fun fine oh it's you know it's not bad i think max makes some assumptions at some point without seeing where they've gone and it's the right assumption down to the subway so whatever uh, i don't he thinks about it a long he has time some intuition. he makes a 50 50 and then he actually how does after, he get on that train though yeah, they go down he that, goes up yeah, yeah that's a weird that's too. weird and then he's on the front of it and it, the train's going like oh 30K yeah okay and he's okay. like i'll just grab it Brent from a made a great position. point i i totally thought that too and then i thought i made a mistake he, i thought they went down and he was standing up and he ran for the up train, and then the down, they both started going, and then all of a sudden he was on their train. I was like, that didn't make any sense, right? Am yeah. I right? Yes. No, totally right. That's There's right. no he, way he that he could the teleport to the, to the top. He's on the back of the train, but he's he above it. Yeah. He can't he, get to it. Yeah. It's on a different floor. So he would have had to come off where he was, immediately jump back up on the thing, down the stairs. I don't know. Maybe there was a hole. There would have to be. They should have showed have that though. I don't know. <laughs> totally. It, it doesn't. It, it didn't. It was weird. It didn't make any I know, sense. I know. There's no continuity. It doesn't kill it for me because it's just like ultimately he's going to be on the train. You know he's going to be on the train, right? Just so make him go for the just, right train. That's 100. <laughs> yeah. percent Come on, man. Come on, Fine. Michael Mann. Yeah, that 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 bothered me too. Um, watching him holding onto the back and then like I don't know anything about subways, but like it, can you easily open? the door of a subway car from the back you could i think you could i've before like, like grabbed open. a door and pulled it and you can yeah well and that open. back door is not an opening door like that it, it's a it's not a door you're it's supposed to, to go in. so if yeah. you had a gun you could smash the lock maybe and pull it open yeah or something it like also that also doesn't doesn't ruin it. anything yeah. and then um he can get into a train i like the tension where they at the stop and they can't get out because they know he'll shoot them and he's ready to shoot and then he keeps working his way up that's all really tense and good and um, yeah great tension I mean, the final shootout, it's, I like it because it's random. Like, I think Jamie Foxx closes his eyes and holds the gun. I'm cocking my arm out to the side at a 45-degree <laughs> angle. Never how you'd hold a pistol. And he's just, like, shooting like this. Sideways, and Tom yeah. Cruise, you can actually see Tom Cruise's shots are so good, but he's shooting into the metal door, and the bullets don't look like they're going through. So although he would have popped Max in the face, because Max is bobbing back and forth a bit, Tom Cruise just ends up not getting the hit, and Max gets a lucky one in. It's dark and stuff too. And yeah, it's, the lights and it's are going flashy. Off. So there's enough Tom going Cruise on. Tom Cruise also got shot in the face. Yeah. Yeah, so, he's already been bleeding out. Yeah. He's got some trauma. He's got some ear trauma. So yeah. he's probably not 
you know, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, he really didn't want to kill Max. That's maybe there's that too. I don't know. I just no, thought about, I thought Max's about words had an effect. I did on not, him. but solid, yeah. solid point. Actually. Yeah. So just like Max changed for what Vince said to him, maybe Vincent at the end somehow subconsciously was like, "Yeah, he's right. I'm a piece of shit. Probably I should just go away." I'm sorry. Um, and also, I just I also love when. Um, when the lights in the cars come back on and Jamie Foxx sees he's still standing there, the look on his face of surprise, and he's like holding the gun limply because it's empty. And fucking Tom Cruise goes for the mag, and then um, down that goes to the floor. I love then, the way they do that, where he pulls yeah. it out and then just drops it, and then he's like looking at his as hand. As soon as the camera pans down with a look of surprise on his face, you see the blood. Yeah, in his well, shirt. He, he doesn't have another mag. Yeah, he does. He did. Yeah, he pulled he, out another he full. Goes to put it in, and he drops yeah. it. He's, oh. he's he, too injured. It shows. I thought that floor. that was his uh, one that came out of his gun. No, no, he drops it. He yeah. drops that to the floor. It and was then full. He grabs the mag was full. There were bullets. Then why doesn't? Yeah. I don't understand why. So he just he like loses. He's been shot. He's so been he's shot. He's, trauma. He's, oh. yeah, he doesn't have to. He, he's in shock. Maybe he loses feeling because it's a severe. Oh, I had no idea that that was a. Maybe he's got carpal tunnel and. Yeah. Because I thought that was And what's the line he says? Um, Fuck! <laughs> you got me, noob. Like, because uh, they talk about this at the beginning of the movie. It's yeah, the, the subway guy. They call Crackets it a callback, right? What do they call it? Comedy Brent callback. Call yeah. yeah. And uh, this what? is a pretty subtle and good one. The guy on, gets on the uh, M, uh, um, LMT or something like that, the mounted rail or elevated, yeah. whatever to get on the rail, and he rides around for like hours and gets off. Yeah, he says, people, "Someone people dies on the dead. subway. Will anybody notice?" Yeah. Yeah, they do, by the way. You cannot have a gunfight on a subway and then have it drive off afterwards. He leaves no. Vincent on the train, yeah. gets off in the train. The train I think they're in the front of it I by dis- that point. I disagree, I don't th- and I I'll tell remember, you why. I don't think it drives off. It does. I paid attention it because I was like, I was like this thing off. cannot drive off. <laughs> Where are the police at the station? There's got to be police the at the station. The driver, because that's what I'm saying. It does drive off. That's what I'm saying. And the, I'll tell the, you the this. The driver would be like, those sound like gunshots. I'm stopping the train Why does it drive off? And there should be police waiting at the station. That's how the fucking I will should have say ended. this though why why it is believable and this happened to me two days ago when I was on our train yeah but I got on our train and there's two uh, gentlemen <laughs> one of them was sleeping on one of the long benches and his face looked like a cat had scratched it <laughs> and also it looked like his face was tore up by a cat and then also had white stuff all over his face by the wounds. Probably I, semen from that cat. I don't. <laughs> I do not know what it was, but let me finish. And there was also a guy that was his friend who was laying on the floor right by him, yeah. across the aisle. So you'd have to step over him. And uh, I Good rode the whole. Take the floor. I rode <laughs> the whole train, and uh, everyone was sitting on the other side, yeah. staring at them. And when they would move and stuff, you could just see the looks on people's faces, like, "Please God, don't." Don't don't wake up while I'm on the train. Just wake up to when I leave. Yeah. And one of the guys finally looked at his friend. And he's like, "How long have these guys been on the train?" So I was four stops that those guys are on the train, and and there's no one doing anything about it, and there's no police. <laughs> well, and that's we another have, thing. There was people on that train. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, full. So, yeah. yeah. Well, not full. No, no my train was yeah. your train, <laughs> but I mean the movie train. No yeah. one called, pushed an emergency button. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are passed thing, out. So. I'm yeah, just past, saying on my train. So I feel like out, no one will push I feel the like subways, button. subways, uh, people just kind of mind their own business. And okay. <laughs> are you, are <laughs> so you are saying we? that those guys sleeping with the cat accident are the same 
as the gunfight. Wow. That people just don't do stuff on trains when people are there. I'm just saying nobody These on the train. These aren't a couple of drunk assholes. I think people, They're fighting with I just think guns. people might just get off the train and, and go might. home. And yeah. like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get questioned by the police. So we're saying, I don't want to get involved in the, any of this. So I'm just going to go home and look the other way. We're saying the end of the movie could have been saved if the train just had a stayed fucking put. <laughs> Yes, it would have been the, better if they it get just off and a few not, other people get off and they can be arm in arm and walk down the This the is station. the first time you I should ever, see I them ever, get off. Other people run. Yeah, running for And their then lives. the train does not and go that, anywhere. That's, <laughs> that's a fair assessment, but I, I will yeah, tell you that it could be just a shot saved. from the outside window of Vincent's head from the back being slumped over. Or and something. this this is probably the third, maybe fourth time I've seen this movie, and I never, ever, ever once thought about that. No, never. I'm not saying you're not right. You it are. Was, but so I this never is the about second time I've seen this movie. And I, it's all I was thinking about at the end because I was like, why is no one reported this gun that train going? What's what happening? is going on? I was like, who's not pushing the emergency? This is not realistic. And then when it stopped, I was like, it better not go, this fucking thing. Wow. I, no, I never noticed. Yeah. Ruined. I That's mean, funny. I noticed it. Ruined. But I never thought about that. That's funny. Oh, so Brent. Okay. Well, let's see. Johnny, you go first. All right. I will go first. Um, yeah. Not like you always do. Yeah. Maybe you should go should a different way. Maybe Brent. No, no you go first. Like it. No, no, we're not changing that. Jesus. Don't throw the pressure. You have to warm a guy up for the changes. Brent, go. No. Uh, don't do it. Dances um, with wolves. <laughs> oh, I do want to do that movie. Um, okay, so here's the thing is I'm slightly a bigger fan of Michael Mann movies than probably Colin. Yes, know, you probably are. Probably than Brent too, but you guys, know. You guys out Definitely there know me. me. I, I love me some guns, gunfights, and realistic action scenes that respect uh, the skills and talents of our uh, soldiers in arms. Um, no, seriously. Um, so I have a bit more of a soft spot for this movie. I absolutely agree that all the cop stuff is absolute dog shit because ultimately you don't, actually care about any of the people and they have to do weird things with the movie to, to connect the dots now could this movie have stood up with just max and vincent and no supporters i don't know uh maybe needed something b story to break up the monotony but it definitely could have been a shitload better um all that being said the action and the stuff with jamie fox and tom cruise all flaws that we've talked about tonight are enough to keep this movie holding up for me i i enjoy this one about once a year um it's just a nice neat little movie not too long um not perfect but fun to watch and if you're into hitmen and assassins and all that shit this is like one of the better ones out there i'd say yeah i think the story between jamie fox and tom cruise is super strong uh we talked about it's interesting you guys talked about it being therapy and stuff because that's how i felt this time i'd never really thought about that before yeah same and i like what brent said about how he, this guy probably has no one to talk to about in like like be honest with right out in his life That's right John's point, but I'll yeah, take well, it. I'll oh take it. i thought that was brent no i'll take no. it i'll take it I'll, let's just say it was i brent. had a lot of bad points let's though. just let's say it was brent house but uh uh I, I i feel like this story is strong enough and uh goes where it needs to go and you know where it's going the whole time and you're never questioning what's happening and you really you really care about jamie fox and you want you want him to change. You want you want him to, uh, like Brent said. You want to. He gets shocked. His system gets shocked. His reality. His whole world gets shaken up. I, I feel like it still holds up in that respect. There's there's more speed bumps in this movie than there should be. Yeah. To, for a movie that holds up, but I feel like the core is so, so strong. Good. Yeah. That it kind of it allows you to forget about that other stuff. 
I honestly, because I always felt that way about the cop stuff, and I felt the same way this time. Yeah, but I still, at the end of the movie, I'm glad that this movie is uh, what it is. Mm. It's this is like this should not be a hold up, and usually for me, but I feel like the story is strong enough that holds up. Nice. B rent. Well, Brent's mm. like the train. This is the <laughs> fucking train. It's over. Boys. The train. Like you can't end with the train driving away and it'd be a good movie. You can't <laughs> fucking do that, though, for real. You can't have that train drive. But. Who is the fucking train going? Where is it going? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, this movie, I'd only seen once before. The first time I watched it, I did not like it. And so always my memory has been that this isn't a good movie. Mm. Um, and then I watched it this time and I felt like it was a quite a good movie actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought that one of the very interesting things was this is all shot at night, um, in LA on video, yeah. which is usually very shitty. Um, oh. like, like I love LA, but it's not like a sexy movie to have like this, like driving through New York in this movie would have been brilliant. Cause New York is like got all the buildings it's flashy it's exciting to drive around la is very flat generally their downtown's kind of shitty but, but I, I, just just to support that though like la they're always driving they're not at a lot of stops like you do yeah. in new york with like tight tough to go it's like all freeway and and big strippy roads in la yeah. and, and i think that works to give them lots of time to drive from one place to the it next it definitely does yeah but I was also like, I, I think that they actually made LA look really kind of sexy. Like that the movie is sexy. Their whole transportation is, is pretty fucking interesting and slick, I think. Yeah. Um, which drives my interest. And then, like I say, the whole catharsis between them, like the whole therapy, the, the fact that this movie is basically like a, like a psychology coach every time that they're in the cab together, right? It's all that, that interpersonal thing. Like it, it is an action movie, but it's so much more than that at the same time, right? Because you're seeing these guys vibe off of each other and you're seeing that those moments of realization between them. And like for me, even when Vincent like finally has that real, real moment and he tells him a little bit about his childhood and uh, Max is like, oh, I'm sorry. And Vincent just goes, no, you're not. Like even in that, you can see like Vincent's having this moment of self-reflection, right? And not only that, but like he's seeing the relationship for what it is. And they're both just that, I don't know, man, there's that whole thing for me was really cool. Right. Mm. And that, that self-revealing kind of atmosphere and, um, and then all the awesome action that's around it. Like John's right. The gunplay in this, like, I don't notice as much cause I'm not a big fanatic as John when, when the gunplay is particularly bad. I notice some of it in movies, but not as much. Um, but you do notice when it's good. Yeah. When it's good, it stands out for being great. And it is great in this movie. The action's great. Even though I wouldn't say that there's like, um, it doesn't feel like it's always happening. But I guess it is always happening. There's a ton of action. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this movie holds up for me, man. I, I found that it had a lot of really great stuff. And, and like that cop shit can go away. But I mean, maybe the cop shit's there just so I feel when Mark Ruffalo gets panked. Because I do feel bad when he gets panked. But it's <laughs> almost more because Jamie Foxx is... It's his hope out, and then yeah. he's lost, right? So I, I wanted to mention this too because we didn't talk about this though, but this was a very spe specifically shot movie at the time. Um, this was still when a lot of people were playing with video and he shot this whole movie on a lower quality video. Like, I mean, it was high quality at the time, but it, you can see in some of the shots, but he did that because of Los Angeles, like Brent said, and you can't get the depth of field on film. And you know, when she's, oh, you know, yeah. And that's why you get very that cool. weird feeling when those shots, when like, I know when you, sorry, you mean digital? Yeah, it was digital. Okay. Yeah. 
but and then also when she's crawling around on the in the building and stuff and he's you'd never be able to get exposure on film in the dark like that mm -hmm. just with the city lights and stuff mm -hmm. so he specifically shot this on digital okay yeah. the lights feel overexposed that's what i a thought lot. It's very interesting yeah i like not many movies can get the the darks like night shots like this one can like you always see poor use of the day for night or our bad lighting dark. in different places so much of game of thrones was like horrible in the night scenes like where it was lit is just dark black and it's like fuck there's not even like any reflective light like i'd rather day for night so i can actually see what the hell is going and on then the other point i wanted to make was i've noticed this and every time i've watched this movie it was very specific with tom cruise is when they go and visit the mom yeah and she tom cruise comes in he's very deadpan and he's not really engaged and then she says something really nice to him. I cannot remember what it is. She's like, oh, you bought me these flowers. Thank it's you because so much. she just has ripped Max an asshole for buying yeah. flowers. But then she's like, oh my God, they thank you. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful is what she says. And you can see the change. Tom Cruise changes. And all of a sudden, he becomes very interested in talking to her. Huh. And he becomes so engaged. And every time I've watched this, I've always noticed that little tiny moment where hmm. he does it. It's this great little thing i love those little tiny moments max is or not max vincent is dynamic he's not yeah. just evil for the sake of having the evil yeah. presence like he is a fucking real character you never I, you never get into them but you can tell he has demons and you do yeah. not want to know i would never yeah. ever want to know more about him never i would never want to see a prequel not nothing never because no. i i have my own opinions of why how he got where he was yep and and once you start to make specific <laughs> Once you start to give me details, it shatters that and makes it almost, you lose. It's just like Darth Vader, Hannibal Lecter. Mm. Once you start trying to explain why they are the way they are, your personal connection to those characters dies. Mm. You also sacrifice that mystery you're talking about because you, you have your own ideas Boba about Fett, what it is. Like Boba Fett used to be one of the coolest characters because... He was just a badass bounty hunter. His suit was cool. He had a jetpack and a gun. But then you start, oh, he was a little kid. His dad. It's just like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. I do not want to know about his dad and what he was like when he was a kid. Boba oh Fett used God. to be cool. It's so that bad. ruined fucking Boba <laughs> Fett for nobody, me. Did like such a simple statement and realization. No one said that to George Lucas. Who the fuck wanted to see this guy as a kid? <laughs> so silly. And he's a clone. What the fuck? Stop it with the Pat backstory. Oswald does a really funny uh, bit, bit on on that. Yeah, I bet. He's uh, he pretends he's George Lucas. He does the voice and stuff. <laughs> he says that if he had a time machine, the only thing he would do is he wouldn't go back and stop Hitler. Or he wouldn't go back and do this or that. He would go back and he would kill George Lucas with a shovel <laughs> before he made the prequels. And he's saying he's walking around and George. He, if he ran into George Lucas before the prequels came out, he he would ask him questions. He'd be like, "Oh, what is what is uh what is the movie going to be about?" And he's just like. You know, uh, you know Darth Vader, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know Darth Vader, and he's like, well, uh, you get to see him when he's a little kid, and then uh, <laughs> he has to get taken away from his mom, and he's sad and he cries, <laughs> and he's like, what, what? I don't, I don't think I want to, I don't, and then he's like, well, what about? And he's like, well, the second movie, you get to see Boba Fett. Oh, I love Boba Fett. I love his suit, his jetpack suit. And then uh, his father gets killed, and he cries. <laughs> 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 that was it. Was so, so such funny. a funny bit. Um, yes or no, could this movie stand up if you cut all the cop stuff out and maybe did some light transitions to add a bit more with Max and Vince? Well, I think or do you, or do you have to read? It can. Like without that stuff? Or yeah. I guess I'm wondering, like, would you have to reshoot it with like different or better actors and or story? Or 
Could you just cut the whole freaking thing out and still have a great I think film? you could make a sequel with, fin- with <laughs> Vincent's character and then his dad gets ill and he has to take care of him and he dies. And he cries. And he cries. <laughs> it's very That's probably sad. the better way to do it. No, you... Uh, I, don't, I mean, you, I think editing could have saved this movie a little bit. Mm. Definitely. I think, I think you're right, though. I think I know what you're saying with the cop stuff. does provide a little bit of... Um, so later you when, could have when ri- there's... Yeah, you know when there's that that collusion of those two sides that there is some kind of an explanation. You couldn't save. I don't think you could save what was there. You would have had to have saved it in writing. Yeah, that's what I think too. You would have had to I have think re-read. reshoot. Re-write, I mean, re-shoot. save the cop stuff, not the movie. No, no, because obviously yes. we all no, like it. Every, the other parts of the movie are so good. You'd be like, "Fuck, this is really dragging it down. Can we get rid of it?" There's, no. There's got to be a way to to write that better. It was just it was poorly. It was almost as if the writer it was an afterthought, and he didn't put a lot invest a lot of time into it. Yeah. And he was just like, we don't care about these characters. They're cops. We don't know anything about them. They're going to make obvious decisions. And yeah. Brett Mark, they're going to be psychic. Mark Ruffalo is going to be the psychic. Yeah. <laughs> he just knows everything. And, and, and no one else believes him. It's, it's that cliche stuff where they're like, yeah. he's like, bah, 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 bah. and they're like, well, we don't believe you. And we're going to get our guns and we're going to go down there. <laughs> we're going to save our guy. And he's like, you should go home. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to, and then he gets shot. Well, at least he gets shot. Like, did, they have, the did that guy have to send them home? Like, he couldn't be like, you guys want to come along? We could use an extra pair of hands. Here's a shotgun. Let's go into this club. Like, that probably wouldn't Here's a shotgun. I don't know if you can jurisdictionally lay allow I think to you do can. that, but <laughs> just like, I'll allow it. All right. Well, um, surprising three holds up for collateral. Uh, out of left field, maybe. Give it a watch sometime. And um, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, especially, just kill it. Literally. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.